Welcome to the Game Rage Music Show. Once again, this is the Game Rage Music Show, also known as the Good Ass Music Show and or podcast. This is episode fucking 19. 19 at the end of No Nut November. As always, I'm Josh, and I'm here with my fellow co-host, Adam. Howdy. So, Adam, we, we have some topics today, but... Adam has uh, basically taken advantage of No Nut November, and he has, has teased me in a way that it just, it can never, well, it can only be scratched by just telling me what the hot gossip is. Yes. But he tells me about this hot gossip yeah. yesterday. He doesn't tell me about it. He just said, hey, man, I got, some, I got some interesting things that I learned. And I said, oh, what would that be? And he's, oh, no, man, I want to say it for the podcast. Oh, great. So I had to wait a whole... 24 plus hours on the eve of the end of uh no nut november i've been backed up in the ball sack and now he just backed me up in the brain sack because now i can't fuck it so today well really you won't witness that me blowing the load for the first time in 30 days but you will witness me blowing a mental load from the from the blue brain that adam has given me from this fucking this gossip news yeah Hot gossip. But anyways, um, what what other did you have other topics to, to talk about tonight? I'm sure you did. I know you did. Uh <laughs> yeah, I mean, this one's kind of supplemental to this one's kind of supplemental to the topic itself. Cause uh-huh. it ended up being two bands that performed uh for you, the show that I went to, right? Right, because you went to a but, show. But but each of them respectively performed for the first time together. Oh, hey, that's pretty cool. Which was weird because you know when you perform as a band, you imagine you rehearsed a thousand times over. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And and that wasn't the case for either band. They had never rehearsed together at no. all. That's so, crazy. Yeah. That, so. that not only is crazy that it, ha- it would happen for one of them. Yeah. But that it was for two. Yeah. So, so it's just kind of a strange anomaly, yeah. a coincidental thing but uh so since you're the one who knows what the hot gossip is should we save that for is that something that's uh I'll main event build, worthy I try, I try to build towards okay it, yeah. all right so okay. this might end up just coming out <laughs> at the halfway point but yeah, yeah. that's fine i mean so I, I guess we could start with something random that i just stumbled upon because <sighs> i mean i haven't listened to you two in fuck i mean my brother really liked that band when i was younger and I don't know how he feels about them now, since they're kind of in their senior golden years, or yeah, maybe maybe in the twilight of their career. But I don't know. Maybe they're as popular as ever because they they performed over at that dome, that giant fucking ball thing, in Las Vegas. That oh shit, it was like the grand the grand opening. Was yeah, them. yeah. But it's weird because that thing, as great as you know it is, or what it might be, uh, <laughs> because it gives you like a 360 panoramic kind of uh visual or whatever so like when yeah, they were yeah. performing it was kind of stupid because if you saw the uh 
there's videos of their performance, right? So they have this fucking like 360 dome thing, all encompassing. Right. right? Yeah. So you're, you're listening to their music, and the background that they chose was a fucking desert. Like yeah. In one, in one of the in, in, one in of the, the song, desert. Yeah. So I'm like, that seems redundant. <laughs> <laughs> And then there was another scene or another song that they performed where there was like angels kind of look like the Vatican or whatever. Like uh-huh. You walk into the church and you see the all the angels and shit. And um, that was interesting. But that thing's losing money. And I don't know if they're ever going to recover it because the first night didn't make what they wanted or they projected to make. So I think might actually end up being an so, eyesore. Yeah. So just just based on the first the per- no, first, per- the first, first performance, performance they're like fuck we're not gonna make the yeah. money back on this yeah so it kind of you know sucks. for as long as they've been building it and who the fuck knows how long they've been building it now it's like they're basically gonna bleed money until they decide to what like sell it off or and this is uh, this is brand new technology like all the shit yeah. that they made so <laughs> i don't know it's kind of funny you know what's funny um we're gonna talk about this on the uh on the cup fucking podcast later but blackrock and blackstone actually own a shit ton of hotels in fucking vegas oh you don't say so it, it would be interesting to see i don't know who owns or this fucking dome thing or whatever but it would be interesting to see if oh do do they uh add that to the list of things when this goes under and say oh fuck it let's just buy this too for pennies on the dollar uh i think i had something that <laughs> i think i have something to add to that for uh cup podcast it's yeah not, it's not related to casinos or even like structures like that fucking giant orb in Vegas, but a a, a food conspiracy. I guess. Ooh. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, hey, if you are a fan of uh, conspiracies and things yeah. of that nature, tune in to the what would be the latest episode of the Central Unintelligence podcast, only on the Game Rage Podcast Network. Yes, and uh, you can you can hear us talk about that shit over there. Yes. So, anyways, but back to you know the music. Right. Uh, the show. So Tuesday of this week. So that was yeah. uh, November 28th. Okay. Yeah. So I bought tickets to go see Munya. And one thing that I was anticipating, which I thought was going to happen the first time <coughs> that we had kind of Luke come out to the West Coast was my suspicions were Munya would be one of the opening acts uh-huh. for the show that happened at the Moroccan Lounge in, in the month of June. Okay. Of this year. So that didn't happen. But I thought, okay, so Munya is coming out for, she, she's playing two shows. One in New York, which I think is where she lives now. She was, I think she was formerly residing in Montreal, Quebec, right? Uh-huh. So she did a show in New York, and then there was one in LA, and it was at the Echo. So this is the Live Nation venue. I didn't get at, part of the reason I actually went out there too was I wanted to talk to her afterwards and say, hey, so <laughs> what's the deal with Live Nation <laughs> and, uh, are you getting a percentage of your merch sales? Yeah, yeah. Are you giving it to Live, to Live Nation? Nation yeah. Because we we did, you know, we looked oh, into it. Yeah, we did. Deep dive. And I want to know if it's lip service or they're just bullshitting and they're still taking money away from, you know, the artists that yeah. work so hard to not only come out to perform, but also to sell their own shit. Uh, and, you know, it, it wouldn't be very nice of Live Nation if they were saying one thing and then doing another. Correct. But I didn't. Correct. I didn't have that opportunity. Nonetheless, I went out to the show. Johan, the founder of Heady FM, and I went out to this show, and uh, it was actually pretty sweet. Like the whole, everything went as well as you could imagine. I didn't have fucking problem parking. Like there was plenty of street parking. 
I actually parked in front of like a Thai restaurant, so uh-huh. I knew there was people there. So if I, like, I don't know what, what chance at hell I'm, I'm going to have somebody rob me, but, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure the the chances were at at best and at worst fifty fifty that, yeah, that someone it, I mean, was going to rob because granted Echo Park the area if anybody's familiar with the area has been heavily gentrified. There's tons of white people. A lot of my, my uncle and I call them Pulp Fiction kids because they pretend to like write and be important and try to try to <laughs> try to be try to be main characters. Yeah, yeah. Be, even though even though they're straight NPCs. The straight NPCs. Um because I mean dude, I used to go over there all the time when I was young and I still do. And I've seen that like neighborhood change drastically. And yes, there are drastically more white folks, Midwesterners, New Yorkers, whatever the fuck wherever the fuck they're from and uh yeah that 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 place has definitely been upscaled so to speak but luckily yeah i found parking no problems head over to the venue and uh it was cool because the first band that opened is this band named the something specials brand new group never performed together uh great band they have this vocalist that kind of has like a stevie stevie nicks type of vibe she's Uh got like this very sweet voice with vibrato and uh you know she could hit like the high notes but i'm not gonna say the performance was perfect because it wasn't uh i mean it was nearly they did a great job yeah considering the fact that they haven't performed together or done a ton of done a rehearsal (coughs) so uh eventually eventually munya comes on and lo and behold trent prawl is there is awesome because uh actually I should, I should preface before talking about the their performance itself yeah uh so i walk in see trent prawl on on the right of me like because there's there's these there's seating along the wall of the echo on the, like the right side so it kind of just wraps around the building and uh he's sitting there and then johan's like hey dude he's sitting over there like if you go talk to him i'm like no i'll, I'll wait and then uh <laughs> Uh, man, I don't know if I should say the part that that bothered me a lot, but he listens and fuck it, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, it's just, it, listen. That's the one thing. It, it's not about him. It was no, a no. person. Yeah, right, right. But this is the one thing that at least people can count on that listen to yeah. us is they can at least count on that we're not we're not gonna bullshit you. Yeah, we're, we're gonna tell you how we really feel. I mean, yeah. g- whether it's good or whether it's bad, you're gonna get. Our honest opinion and all right think, i'm just gonna be honest so, so just tell I'll us, just, tell just us be, how it went i'll just be straight up yeah. so i walk in see trent i didn't immediately say hi to him because i'm like i don't want to overwhelm somebody like yeah yeah you know how women are where they feel if because there's a certain way to approach a woman like if you mm. approach them directly they feel threatened or if you come from the side they feel threatened right right, right. so i was like fuck i don't even know how to approach <laughs> this guy <laughs> so i just waited and then this guy comes up to me. I don't remember what his name was, but um, unassuming gentleman, kind of he's he's nice or whatever. But yeah, somebody that I'm sighing because I have the, I have a feeling this guy's gonna fucking listen. But it's just he didn't have any self awareness, man. Like so, Trent. You know, I'm talking to this dude, and Trent eventually walks over, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, "Oh, hey, dude." He's like, "Are you?" Are you all gas, no trash official? And I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm like, hey, dude, I haven't seen you since like, you know, six, basically six months it's been. Yeah. And we kind of had like a brief conversation. This guy's here lingering around the conversation. 
and he kind of started like chiming in. And Wait, so the guy, the guy's the one that asked you, are you all gas? No, no, no. Trash? Trent, Trent kind of Lou yeah. himself. Yeah. was asking me if I was. Right. He, I think he knew who I was because, you know, my hair is all. Well, yeah. yeah I'm kind of identifiable. I mean, and yeah. you did interview him before. Yeah. Right. So, so he, so he kind of remembered yeah, who you yeah, are. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, so I was having a small conversation with that dude. And, right. Okay. And uh, it turns out he was at the show that I went to previously, the one I was talking about, the Moroccan Lounge. And he won tickets that uh, Trent gave out for the show. Oh. So we were kind of like talking about that. Yeah. And yeah. Trent walks over and he's like, hey, he's like, oh, I remember you. Yeah. And so then we started talking and and then uh, I kind of got on to. So this is kind of like I, this part is part of the breaking news. So I, I was like, hey, dude, you know, I got to interview you once and I thought you know it went pretty well i mean there's definitely yeah, some things yeah. i could work on but you know my buddy and i would we're starting another podcast and we would love to have you on just as trent prawl the guy the, the, right the, yeah the human being and you know if you give me the opportunity i'd love to just talk about your academic career and even you know there were some things that were <coughs> left on the table from our previous conversation that i'd love to elaborate on <coughs> and he said he's fucking down so oh fuck yeah so we have that lined up for uh what we're calling the without censor podcast, the official or the interview podcast of game rage music or yeah, rather yeah. game rage magazine. magazine. Yeah. So we got that lined up. And then this gentleman, uh, I don't know why, but he felt like he had to one up me or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> Could be. Could be a one upper. You don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. A lot, a lot of fucking people are like that. Yeah. And Joe Hall's like, oh man, yeah, this guy's great. He's talking about me. He's yeah, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, dude, he knows all the bands. He knows all the latest everything. Like he's high. and then this other guy is like, oh yeah, well I played fucking Kinalu at a party, and everybody was asking like who, uh-huh. who this band was or whatever. And I'm just like, dude, this isn't a dick measure. This isn't <laughs> a fucking dick measuring contest. I didn't say anything, right? Yeah. So I told I told Joe I'm like, dude, I'm gonna go fucking. I I don't drink, but. I was like, I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> so like I walked over to the bar. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to go get a fucking drink. He's like, oh, no, no, dude, stay here. Stay here. Like you seize this moment. Like you got to talk to Trent, man. Yeah. So <laughs> I stuck around for a bit and the guy was just like hogging the conversation. Oh, and I'm just I'm like, fuck, dude. And I'm like, there's this Mexican thing. There's this Mexican thing that we just hang around until somebody finishes, even though this guy like interrupted. Yeah, yeah interrupted yeah. me. Um, it just <laughs> or it wasn't like an even conversation where there was like an exchange between me and him, and then there was like a natural pause, and then yeah. this guy would go in. So it just didn't feel good. <laughs> the guy was like <laughs> hogging it. So then Joe, Joe was like, "Oh no, stay here. I'll get the drink, and then you know you can stay here and talk to him or whatever." And then I never talked to him after that. <laughs> I just fucking walked away. I'm like, "This is not happening, dude." Like this, this guy. Jesus Christ. And this guy was, like I said, he was a very nice gentleman. Yeah. Just, just as I'm sure he probably is a very nice guy. Yeah. But again, just kind of like the self-awareness thing is like you, you have to know when somebody is like kind of cueing you like, hey, this is. All right. Here's 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 what I'm going to say about this. OK. I know that it's a it's very difficult for people to give criticism to other people, especially nowadays where people take everything as offense, right? They take it like, oh man, you basically just, you called me a, the fucking most horrible thing you could have called me by yeah. telling me that, oh, I, I didn't wear deodorant today or, you know, whatever, some shit like that, right? Yeah. So people can't really take criticism anymore. So I imagine, and eh, who knows, maybe I'm wrong, but I would imagine this guy, this fella, who the, the interrupter, the one-upper, let's call him. The one-upper. Let's yeah. call him the one-upper. Yeah. Okay. I, I imagine the one-upper, he 
likely doesn't really have any very, very close friends. No, don't do that. No, no, hold on, listen to me. No, no, I'm just saying, because it's it's your real friends that'll tell you, hey man, you gotta tone it down on this fucking one-upping nonsense. Because I've had I've had friends that do that, and I say, hey, you, you gotta cut that shit out, all right? And not that like we're we're his friends or anything, but this story is a good example for people that hey, like maybe like like the great one says, maybe know when to shut your roll or know your mouth or know your roll and shut your mouth, basically, right? Wow, you know, that, that was, I fucked that, that up completely. That went but, as well as you can imagine. Yeah, it, it went terribly. <laughs> uh, I, I literally mixed up every single word that was, of that entire <laughs> thing. But maybe you should know when to know your role and shut your mouth, yeah. right? And you should just say, hey, in that instance, an appropriate response would have been when you said the thing that you said, instead of him doing a one-upping, he, he should have said, oh, hey, man, that's fucking cool. So what else about this guy? Like, you know, whatever. Move the conversation on. Don't, you don't have to be, oh, I did this. I did that. Look at me. Look at me. And then. I think it was the only re- the one reason <clears throat> he said that. I don't, and I don't know why it happened because Johan was like, just bringing it up. He's like, oh yeah. Like, you, dude, this guy's awesome. Like he was pointing at me. He's like, oh, this guy's awesome. He's like, he knows yeah. all the bands. I mean. Right. You, you, I don't know why that came up, but again, like the guy took it as like a. I don't like know. A challenge. Took, like a challenge <laughs> or something. But it's, it's just weird because. I don't know the fucking dude. And he came, he's like, oh, yeah, he gave me the tickets and shit. He gave me the tickets hey, for the previous concert. Also, okay, this is another thing you got to think about, too. Okay, now, as much as we've talked in the past the shit about, okay, this whole, let's just call it the Hollywood culture in general, right? Yeah. That's how everybody is. And maybe he was thinking, oh, shit, I'm going to get asked out of this conversation, so I got to show how I'm important. Yeah. Because maybe... Maybe that's just he's like, oh fuck, I gotta, I gotta do something. And yeah. then, uh, you know, maybe, maybe he's just a little socially awkward too. And maybe fucking this is how it came out. I don't know. I, I mean, I I've, know, I've made, listen, I've made poor decisions in the past uh, in social situations. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, you just you, you learn from it. And and so if he does listen, I would say this isn't like uh, this is not an attack on him as a person. But hey, you know, just maybe be a little more self aware. But I mean, is somebody like that? I mean, there's numbers of people, a number of people that have that thing where they just kind of command a conversation. Sure, I kind of do that sometimes, where I will commandeer a yes, conversation, you know, and they don't see the cues that people give, right? Hey, and, maybe he's got a touch of the tism, all right? You know, I mean, that, you can't read social cues very well sometimes. Yeah. Like, or maybe, uh, goddamn, maybe he's just got social anxiety. And maybe, maybe I'm too fucking polite to say, hey, dude, like, we're having a conversation. Fuck off. Like, that's, that's definitely true. You are fucking way too polite when it comes to that. I, I you know. So, <laughs> that's either something I need to work on to be that asshole and say, hey, buddy. Yeah. We're talking here. Let me finish my fucking conversation. Yeah. But I ended up just walking away. And I'm like, fuck all this. I'm, I'm done right. with this. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at that point, that's when the Something Specials hopped on. And great performance. Uh, and then we get to Munya. And Trent's playing the bass. And I got to say, man. Real whoever, quick, before we get on yeah. to Munya and, and Trent. The, yes. The, the Something Specials. Yes. Are they, are they a new-ish oh, yeah. band? Or like, yeah. what's the... Give me a little backstory on them. All right, because I don't... Because I don't know shit about them, so... So the members are comprised of people. I, I don't know who is from where. All uh-huh. that I know is that <coughs> some of the people are from L.A. and there's other people that are from New York. Okay. So that kind of makes for an interesting dynamic. That probably means, I mean, I don't know. 
how they're going to play shows together. I imagine the team flies out to <clears throat> whichever coast. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever is more convenient. And uh, the sound of the band. I mean, shit, dude, if they're playing out, if they're going to be playing out here, I think they're kind of one of the better acts uh, just from what I heard as far as country goes, or not country, but like folk rock, soft yeah. rock, something along the lines of Fleetwood Mac. Like they have a really good sound. It's very wholesome and warm and it feels good like listening to it and a lot of the, the crowd was pretty receptive and there actually was a pretty decent crowd <laughs> not knowing what Munya was gonna have for a turnout because i mean just because you have three hundred thousand followers on spotify or even seven thousand uh followers on uh what do you call it uh instagram that does not that does not mean a one-to-one translation of like your audience well, correct yeah to, so it as, was as i've heard yeah. to see that people were showing up so early not only for her but also for this band that nobody had any idea about uh so that was cool um have they put out any you know they have I mean, a single out. okay yeah they have a single out currently i don't know what so the plans are for the future what what did they just do the single and then some other songs that are going to be on the albums I'm it was assuming? a 20 minute set okay so so i don't know they if played like, what like four or five six songs maybe yeah probably know? played like somewhere six, between five, five or six, six songs mm-hmm. short short set but nonetheless entertaining great uh i did capture the entire set to the what would be what would be the expression like the chagrin of live nation because <laughs> you know breaking they, the law breaking, breaking the law got two words for you suck it Fuck um, yes so i recorded their entire set and i've been thinking about i'm like hey you know what would be cool is if i extracted the audio from the thing and then played it on like heady oh and yeah just, and just talk about the band a little bit and then that'd be cool and every now and then i'll take a break uh where there's a natural break uh, between each song and then people can get introduced to the something special is a brand new band yeah um and i tried to reach it out to them i just told them like you guys have a lot of potential i think you're great um and i even recommended people that they should be looking out for one artist is named uh well the only artist i recommended because that's kind of like the problem here i think is that there's not really much of a folk rock um and i know this might be biased just to me because uh-huh. i haven't seen enough of those groups yeah but there aren't to me <laughs> enough of those groups that stand out and to me like they immediately stand out so i was like hey you got to reach out to these this band called lady apple tree or rather the, the woman's name is lady apple tree because this girl has one larger artist one larger artist following her already her name is wise blood who's like a mid-level artist but very yeah, uh, yeah. got a great voice and everything so if she is being followed by this person, it kind of validates her music. But I, I like right. the music to begin with. But just seeing that person yeah, yeah. in the follow list, it just kind of reinforces my belief that she also is good. So right, right. I just told him, hey, look out for this band. If you guys end up playing shows together or if you if you guys are looking for bands in the future, this is somebody you guys should reach out to because this you too. Right. You yeah. too, no pun intended. Uh <laughs> would look great together like and sound good together so just keep that in mind i haven't gotten a response back but i ended up posting like a video like you know a clip of their set and tagged them but didn't get a response it doesn't matter yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just putting the word out there <laughs> so right. does that does that suffice for yeah no i, I well like i said i thought that would be interesting to hear about the this oh the opening act yeah and trent was actually playing bass i don't for know them if, i don't know if that was kind of like a happenstance thing that he was the bass player for the night 
or if this is just going to be a recurring thing. But I suspect it's not going to be the case because I'll get to the the, the reveal oh, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> so then we get to Munya set, and um, I have to say, dude, there's something about going to live shows where. So we listened to the Munya's second album, Garden. Yeah. And I heard songs and I heard them live. The songs featured on the album and my opinion about them changed. And I think I don't know if it's because I could feel the music, like uh-huh. the percussion, the bass, and or maybe it was like Munya herself, like her vocals or whatever. But some of the songs I didn't like, I actually liked. My my opinion flipped on yeah yeah okay so it's it kind of it was kind of weird that it worked out that way the one thing I was kind of concerned about because it seems to be happening something that happens frequently is when the bass gets kind of lost in the mix because either the guitar the distortion of the guitar gets overpowering or you know all the other instruments are kind of make the bass kind of muddled it doesn't right yeah yeah you can't hear it but man th- this show had to be the case where the bass stood out because. One of the focal points of the fucking album is Trent's bass lines, especially right. because he produced the album. So yeah. it had to be there. So listening to the entire set, that was not an issue. Dude. I mean, you could, you could feel at one point the whole fucking place started shaking. I don't know why, <laughs> but like there was reverberations on the ground and like even kind of out in the airways. Uh, like you could just feel it. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was cool. So <clears throat> and then. At some point, I don't even know if this was part of uh, Munya's team or something, but some woman was just shooting bubbles like all over the fucking like the, all over walking, the place, yeah. walking around. I'm like, shooting oh, this bubbles. is kind of cool. So kind of added a, a different element. And then I'm not really sure why, but I, I suspect maybe it was because of the song. I forgot what it was called, but it's about her dog. So she had one half of the room barking like dogs and the other half meowing like cats and uh some guy <laughs> I, I love these moments dude you know when somebody says something out loud and they're expecting like a reaction like oh that was funny or yeah, people yeah. start clapping so the guy that was on the dog side which is the side i was on he said oh you guys are fucking pussies to the cat people <laughs> and everybody was just like the fuck was that like (laughs) (laughs) so the guy looked like a fucking idiot and it was great and i I love those moments when it's just so cringe that everybody just kind of ignores him damn (laughs) god just imagine being that guy yeah it was fucking awesome um so towards the end of the set uh munya goes up to the to the green room and you know that's kind of like the customary thing amongst artists is that when you get an encore you hide away for a second and, then and you, you come, come back. back yeah so after she came back she did songs from her earliest leases which was cool because you know i hadn't seen her in four four years she performed at this place called the region theater uh which was a place i was at like just last week uh she opened for this band called ghostland observatory so i haven't heard those songs performed live in four years and it was cool to see her bring back some of her older catalog for the end of her set yeah um so when not, not to interrupt but, or not to detract but when you do an encore yeah. right is that is it you come out and just do one song or is it no you, you, you probably, do i think you do like you either do i mean you could do is one it like song. a time is it like oh you do another 10 minutes like and then i don't know go answer that question i guess first well is is there a specific I don't think there's a specified thing, but I think you do at least one song minimum because then it doesn't really make it worth it. I guess that's true to just do one song and then like walk off. Do they do they plan 
for this in yes, advance? Yes, like every fucking band does it. They walk off and they disappear. Or And that's just for like the... So it's really just part of the show. It is, but it's kind of like to get the crowd hyped and maybe to rally the troops for one... You know, if it, the show starts downturning a little bit, uh-huh. then like you build up... You, you build it back you, up. Like you, you let off the gas a little bit and then you have the people come out and get hyped up and then... Right. And then you send them off on your, their fucking merry way. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's how kind of how it works out. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. Uh, so that more or less like wraps the, up the show. So the real <laughs> interesting bit, I guess the reveal, so to speak, is when I spoke to Trent, uh, we spoke briefly about music. So this is the hot gossip. This is the hot gossip. That you, this that is you fresh off me the on. press. Hot fucking damn. I don't think All anybody right. said anything about this because I. this is probably the first. This is the first fucking breaking news yeah. for anyone who's listening. Yeah, so we were kind of talking about Munya and, uh-huh. and he was like, oh, yeah, he's like, I love working with her and everything. And he's like, I think we're going to start a project together. So that that's that's the breaking news. So Munya, so- Josie Boyvin and Trent Prawl are going to start a project. <clears throat> I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be from his side uh-huh. at the moment. Is he saying he's trying to do disco with psychedelic rock? Um, maybe something akin to what kind is, but I don't know what munya wants from it as well but it looks like they're gonna be uh working on a project together uh presumably in the future i don't know how soon or when that's gonna happen but um i think they're probably gonna tour together separately like as themselves at some point okay maybe maybe next year (laughs) they'll tour together but the project looks to be the thing that they're gonna be doing like down down the road so kind of kind of a little nice little teaser and you know what's what's interesting about that is having already kind of worked together obviously on her her Munya's album yeah as a producer yeah they they have that chemistry they, already they've had it for a minute like they've had it since probably 2019 i think or maybe maybe 2020 so it's been three years <laughs> since they've been working on music so together. then this kind of seems like it's just in my opinion at least the next logical progression for them is to like oh shit why why don't we just do why don't we just do something together yeah and uh, um the thing i think there's probably pretty big implications for this because something that's been happening as of late uh there's this group called boy genius that features a, a notable artist in her own right her name's phoebe bridgers yeah uh she started a new super group with this woman named lucy Dakakis or Dakis or something, Lucy uh-huh. Dakis and one other girl. So that that was a super group, yeah. And their popularity went up through the roof, yeah, for all of them. So it was kind of like a mutually beneficial beneficial thing for mm. all the artists, and it kind of it kind yeah. of like launched them even further. But there was another instance, and we're talking about like folk country music. There was one local artist here in Southern California. I mean, I think she's from Texas, but she's based. She was based here. Her name's Jess Williamson. She kind of did the same thing, <clears throat> but she did it before Boy Genius. She started off as a solo act, just simply known as her name, like uh, Jess Williamson, right? Yeah, yeah. Music wasn't that popular. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great and everything, but just didn't have the interest or people. There wasn't an audience for her or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There was no so, mainstream appeal. So then she collaborated with somebody else, and they started a band, I think, called Trees, uh, if I'm not mistaken. It, regardless, the name doesn't matter. The point being that her collaborating with somebody like on her level, this tandem 
it, they their popularity went up as well. Right. So okay. then now that she's on her own again, making her, her own album, now people are really interested in her music. So solo, I, yeah. I think so now with Kainalu and Munya, you're taking both audiences, presumably both listening to each of these artists, but you put them in a group together. Like now they can make a really interesting sound together and maybe find a, like an entirely new audience. But even so, just them being together, it just looks good. It's like a stable. Like, yeah, group. right. Yeah. So um, I think what I think who they'll end up working with is uh so on the garden album from munya trent's drummer was featured on some of the tracks so we actually recorded some of the drums for okay so i imagine if they if they're gonna make this project that that guy is probably gonna be the drummer trent's probably gonna be bass munya's probably gonna be keys i don't know what else they're gonna add but maybe it's probably gonna be some of the members from kind of lou the band oh itself. maybe yeah but that's kind of my speculation and my the thing I'm kind of wondering about is if they're just going to release this shit on their own or they're going to put it on Luminel Recordings, which is what Munya is on right now with other artists like Magdalena Bay. Yeah. Like if they're going to put their music on that record, that record label. Yeah. So I don't know. Just kind of exciting shit for 2024 if they end up releasing music in that year. Or maybe we should just suspect 2025. I think 2025 more, probably, probably is, more realistic. Yeah. yeah. Or, but, and then also, well, I mean. Listen, if if we want to light a fire under their ass, I yeah. mean, we could we could just point out to the to the prime example of Millennial Frog. Millennial Frog. I mean, making an album in one week, uh, top of the charts. Okay, I mean, yeah. if if that dickhead can do it, yeah. I mean, literally anyone can. But when you talk about the the record label, right? So because she's signed with the record label, yeah, Munya. Does that mean if she goes into another project? is that a whole new different thing it's like you don't have a deal with, with anybody this yeah. project yeah so you so she could go off and do something different and as long as she's not you know because i don't think this is something i don't think it's there's any kind of arrangement where your future unless you live with the unless you live unless you have a really scumbag record label that right. says they own all, all everything product. yeah yeah I don't think whatever she's doing is getting grandfathered into what okay. she's doing. Well, I mean, that's yeah. good. I was just curious. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think I think they should find out what they could do by themselves and yeah. and uh, see how that goes. Because I, I I think they're kind of set. Like <laughs> I think them by themselves could they can figure it out. And Trent, when it comes to the marketing of his music, I mean, shit. Yes, he's not fucking dual lipo with millions of followers sure, and everything. Yeah. But the way he markets his music with cool psychedelic psychedelic visuals and shots of nature and things like that yeah, it yeah. is cool to look at so whatever right. they end up combining i'm sure it'll be pretty rad so i'm looking forward to it. i'm pretty stoked for them to go on this journey together because man the way he talks about her is so lovingly and, and with roses and stuff yeah and yeah. uh you know i'm sure it's the same thing for her so i i i would call them like musical soulmates I, yeah, I would yeah. Say. Okay. so it's very cool i'm looking forward to it yeah i you know i have to say i i have, have having listened to both of them uh, i do think that yeah i agree with you on that i think that they can they can do some shit you know they can do some good shit together and I, i'm i'm stoked for that that's fucking great that's awesome this breaking news yeah. man i finally i fucking got it all I, all over the place i coom i brain coomed all over the fucking painted the inside of my house a new color 
because of this. <laughs> so what, what's yeah. your what's your reaction? I mean, are you was that newsworthy? Oh. Was that like was that client like was that headline? I, yeah, I think it is because yeah. I you know as uh, listen we're whether we want to admit it or believe it or not like we're at least we're invested in them. Yeah, because I mean for the simple fact that we did a full album review on Munya and we talk about her and we talk about Kainalu and and. Obviously, I mean, I'm looking forward in the future to obviously doing the interview. Oh shit, with dude. Trent, like that's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah, because then we can ask him like, hey, why, why are you guys doing this? Like, right. Uh, yeah, that's that's something cool. We can we, that can be our next breaking news. Yeah. Uh, as to as to get the <laughs> why why when, the, when? the scoop. Yeah. When oh, who oh, why yeah. motherfucker you gotta tell us all, baby. Yeah. Without censor. Yeah. So that's <clears throat> those are the two main things to take away from that night, and uh, we we can have. An interview with Kainalu at some point. Yeah. So if you guys will be on the look, look out for that at some point, <coughs> this new project. So yeah, that more or less wraps up that. And funny enough, I left the venue at some point, like immediately after the set. And uh, I think Johan sent me a text that says, hey, dude, check this out. So <laughs> he shows me a clip of KTLA 5, uh. how there was a car chase like around <laughs> where we were at. I'm like, damn, dude, I'm kind of glad. <laughs> I we left when we did because who the fuck knows if that guy would have crashed into my car or maybe he would have been because it was a stolen car or whatever and this oh, person was man. like fleeing. Funny enough, the next morning after the show, which was yesterday, uh, I I woke up and I found out my car was broken into. Luckily, nothing was stolen, but I'm like, oh, how funny! It didn't happen over there, but it happened where I live, which is like, you know, I I wouldn't say where we live is unsafe. No man, listen. But it was just kind of like un- it, I I didn't expect it. Yeah. Well, you you do you live in the nice part of town. Yeah. I mean, that, listen, as do I, but yeah. um I wouldn't expect that something like that would would happen where you live. I mean, yeah, listen. The crackheads like to walk around and fucking flip door handles and sure, because you as I don't know if we talked about it on here or not, but you are a fucking psychopath when it comes to locking your car. Yeah. I mean, I would say borderline fucking OCD. Yeah, it probably is at this point. And, I, and really, I, it's now, probably just now OCD. It, now it's actually going to be escalated because now I'm going to record video. Of you doing it? <laughs> so <laughs> then you'll bad, know. That's how fucking bad it is now. Dude, I remember when my car got broken into fucking, ah, that just pissed me off because they broke the window. They straight out broke the windows. And the worst part is I could have shot that dude, man, but you I didn't. You should have. You should have. Nah, you know. It's kind of like a whole thing, right? Because then you have to explain to the cops. It's not like, worth what? it. Like, yeah. at the, in the end, and this is kind of the way I've justified it to myself, is shooting this dude because he's, and really, all he got was a bag of clothes, okay? He didn't even get anything good. Yeah. But I, we we did scare the fuck out of him. So that was, that was and we, we chased him down the street and, you know, whatever. But like that, that was fucking great. But. Hey, dude, everything catches up to you in the end. That's true. That's true. So, you know, whatever it is what it is. But, man, that that fucking just, like, that really ground my, activated my almonds, as they say. Got me real fucking hot. Yeah. Fucking, and then, because then I had to go, you had to go get a new window. At least you didn't get that. At least your window didn't get busted out or anything. You know, that's, <laughs> I wish that, those guys were considerate and said, ah, oh, you know what? We're going to break into this guy's car. We're just Jimmy the Lock or whatever, but we're not going to break they his stole windows. Loose change, and I'm still pissed about it because I use that when i go to restaurants and they're like oh it's 75 or you know it's 30 dollars yeah. and 75 cents boom Sweet. got it got it damn they fucking rot now well, it's an inconvenience how much how much change would you say you had in there man your your loose change it's got to be at least like six or seven dollars worth fuck man that's they can buy a little bit of crack with that or a little bit of meth i mean <laughs> a you know? smidge like 
<laughs> a <laughs> you ever, smidgen. <laughs> you ever see that doll? The Three Musketeers with uh, Donald Duck, Goofy, and yeah, Mickey? yeah. <laughs> when Mickey's like slicing the bread, and it's just like the thinnest. It's, yeah, it's, the it's thinnest, basically. It's like I'm gonna get the thinnest crack or thinnest, thinnest slice meth. of crack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll get Shit. me through 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So, but hey, that's 30 seconds they didn't have to, you know. Yeah. Without without crack or fentanyl or whatever the thing is that's going on hot in the streets now. Yeah. Uh. So the next thing I want to talk about, this one just kind of came up abruptly because I have, we were talking briefly about you two. And yeah, stuff yeah. and uh because they played at that fucking giant the, the dome sphere thing in las vegas isn't it just called the sphere isn't that what it's actually called i think <sighs> i don't fucking know uh it's fucking crazy if you've seen the, sh- the weird shit because you can rent time on there and yeah, you can like put up as, whatever as you as want that. yeah like whatever you want you can put up there so somebody rented time and literally waited a giant eyeball and it was just looking around it was some creepy fucking shit but yeah, you can do shit like that. Interesting. Man, maybe we should do a game. I wonder how much that costs. There will be a point <laughs> when it's so cheap that we could even afford it, I yeah, think. Yeah, hopefully. It should. That'd be great. Uh, if not, just to be an annoyance to people that live in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Because you've seen videos of it, right? Oh, There's yeah. people posting videos of you know them wherever they're from from las vegas you could see it from all angles oh yeah it it takes the whole yeah man it is that is the dumb i don't think they thought that shit through imagine imagine living in las vegas and you're on your second story house or your the second story of your house and all you see is this giant like smiling emoji (laughs) think about this too they could have saved half the cost by only doing the screens on the inside of the venue and make that would have been cool in and of itself just the inside like the thing with you too because i've seen other shows that they've done that not them but other yeah people have done there and they utilize it in a very cool and innovative way Uh with the whole thing with the show and you didn't have to put all the screens on the outside of the goddamn thing that that could it could have just been a ball that sat there and whatever that, that's all you need to know you, you don't need to fucking have all this crazy shit on the outside but it's I, fucking biggest it is yeah that's true so anyways all right so yeah so the, while we're on the subject of youtube so one thing that i found that was rather interesting was they came out with a song called atomic city and coincidentally they like the cover it looks like it was made by a fucking 13 year old if they were starting a band because they have something <laughs> that kind of looks reminiscent of the sphere from Las Vegas. Right, but, yeah. But it's not. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's just kind of coincidental that they happen to be the first band and the cover art of their single features a giant ass yeah. sphere or whatever. But the main thing that I had to say about that single, besides being boring and just crap, is that the structure of the song, the chord progressions, the uh, I think they're called callbacks when you say something. And the last word is repeated by the 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 band itself. Oh, okay. Like the, the backing yeah. vocals, um, and even like the beat is similar enough. I'm like, this straight up sounds like "Call Me" from fucking uh, Blondie. Blondie. Yeah, yeah. I saw your post on it. Yeah. I was like, what do you think? Am I am I is that a stretch or whatever? no? I, I I agree with you. It's yeah. it's it's very similar. I I don't know. I don't know if there's enough there to say that they straight ripped it off, uh, but it, it sounds eerily similar. Yeah. And it, it wasn't just this song. Uh, I've been listening to K rock just to hear what they're playing. Uh-huh. And there was this, I got to find out cause they play the same song like every fucking right. day. Yeah. But there's one song that I hear that sounds exactly like enjoy the silence from Depeche mode. And I'm like, I got to find out who that band is. Cause that sounds exactly like that song. And, uh, there's another song uh, that sounds 
like this guy. Uh, do you remember Gautier? The oh yeah, the, yeah. Do, 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 somebody, baby. Somebody, somebody made a song that almost. It's like a member's mark version of that, oh, but they, man. they, uh, you know, they're making their own song or whatever, but it just the melody is just a little bit off. I'm like, but it sounds like somebody I used to know. I'm just, I'm just <sighs> thinking, I'm like, man, if, you know, I can understand why people feel as though things currently in music are <laughs> repetitive. Like they're, they feel like things from the past. But if they only listen to things like K Rock, I can understand why they get that impression. Yeah. But I I do think there's probably been more original music than ever before. I mean, not all of it is great, but at least it's original. True. And people are being like blinded by their own taste in music because they'll I mean, where do most people get their music? Like Spotify. Yeah, yeah. The radio, and I think that's kind of like a limited perspective of music itself. Like, I think really challenging yourself to find things could lead you to what you really want, or maybe things that you never really considered or expected to like. Yeah, but yeah, YouTube is becoming. It's. Do you remember that scene from? Uh, since we, since you have seen that uh, movie called A Star Is Born. Oh with, yeah, yeah, with uh, Lady Gaga. Right. So that guy Sam Elliott. Uh, he said something along the lines that any artist has the capability of writing a song and all they have is 12 notes. There's 12 notes and I think a bar or whatever the fuck he said. He's like, and that's all they got for their life. But those between those 12 notes, every artist can do that, but that's what they're going to be known for. And, you know, I think that's to say that not, it's not the case for every band, but for for ACDC, right? For ACDC, oh. you could you know they're gonna write the same shit over yeah. and over. People are gonna eat it up. And I thought that was kind of what the guy was trying to say is that eventually you get to that point where you're repeating yourself is yeah kind of more of the thing. And I'm like, oh, here we are again with music. Well, at least on radio, that we're repeating ourselves with new bands that are trying to emulate. And it, it's it's good and bad. Like it's good because people or rather bands that are starting out, maybe they try to sound like fucking Metallica yeah. when they start out, but then they evolve into something else. But some bands never dare to, to like evolve or, or be bold in some way and take things in a different direction. Right. Like that's how you get new genres and shit. But uh, yeah, just hearing some of the stuff on the radio, man, it just uh, definitely could see why, People get the impression that music's dead. It's boring. Uh, fuck all that. And and they stick to their Depeche Mode's. They stick to their Smiths. They stick to their ACDCs. <laughs> they stick yeah. to their fucking Kendrick Lamar's yeah. or Kanye's the, or the Drakes. The Drakes or whatever. Uh, well, I don't know. What do you, what do you got to say about that? I, yeah, no, I I think that it goes to the 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 popularity contest essentially that that music has become and like what you were saying about on being on the radio and listening to what K rock has and fucking, you know, it's, it's just all, it's all the same shit. It's all the same shit over and over again. And the reason why it's the same shit over and over again, in my opinion is because that same shit is fucking popular. It sells. They know it's low risk. It's very low stakes. Hey man, we know that if we could play this same variation of this fucking song that we know worked, but just change it a little bit different or change it up just a little bit. Oh man, we'll make, we'll make some good money. We know we know this will this will fucking happen. 
So, yeah, I agree with you on that. And one of the things that, well, I don't know. This is probably a separate topic, but I don't know if it's even a topic, to be honest with you. But did you have any more? Were you going anywhere with the additionally with that? or No, that was just kind of like a observation. Yeah, an observation that I encountered. I'm like, oh, fucking even you two is doing it. Yeah. I mean, they kind of were a band that had uh, a unique direction in their sound. Right. But now even them... Even they are becoming repetitive. And yeah. Well, they're also old as fuck, too. So maybe they just don't. They're not trying anymore. And they're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just get some money. You know and it's I mean? weird because there's bands like, uh, I don't even know if you like Radiohead, but <clears throat> Radiohead is one of those bands. And I don't know if I sound like a mark, but uh, that band has consistently evolved throughout all their albums. And I don't see why they would stop now. But there's such an anomaly to music because they're daring to take their music in new directions and everybody's welcome to that right. change. Like, cause they just yeah. expect it from them at this point. Yeah. And not every band can even do that. Like the, they could see beyond what they were doing previously. Like, right. okay. I mean, some, some, some things that were said about the strokes, if you've ever listened to them, yeah. was that their second album called room on fire was too similar to their first album. Okay. And then they decided to make uh, their third album called uh -huh. first impressions of earth. And it was, drastically different yeah. and not everybody was receptive to it so it's like people simultaneously don't and do want change and when yeah. it happens they're like why didn't you why don't you make stuff like your first yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah. people don't really know what they want and it's kind of it's kind of yeah. funny but there are instances where <laughs> where bands are capable of uh creating change within themselves like to change up their sounds completely with bands like radiohead uh, i can't think of other ones but I, I would love to ha I would love for that to be the template for a lot of projects that people just not only are we evolving as human beings right. like, throughout time like are we do we go from a kid to being an adult to being a senior whatever like bands should do the same and you know uh, that way they're yeah. not fucking that way they're not pigeonholing pigeonholing themselves in their own sound like that they can do other things and and, and all that but uh, I don't know if I have anything else to add so what, what were you gonna get at Oh, one of the things I was going to get, it's just an interesting, I don't know if it's an observation or something that I made the other day. I was thinking about, because Katie had brought up, uh, she was telling me something about Lindsey Sterling, right? The, the, the violinist the, the, that the, does the dances. Right, yeah, yeah. And so she said, oh man, look at her. Like, she's got backup dancers and backup singers now, and she's like just fucking just gangbusters or whatever, right? Okay. And so it just, it got me like thinking, it just got me thinking, uh, you remember like, Fuck, man. What was it? Maybe 10 years ago ish. And okay. we went to the House of Blues in downtown go. Disney. Didn't you go? I didn't go. Are you sure? Because I'm going to be honest, I'm a snob and I would never fucking go to that. Well, this was before she was even. Oh, you just wouldn't go to the House of Blues. No, I just but, wouldn't. No, I wouldn't go to see her, period. Because I you just I don't like violin music. music. I know her music. Yeah. But I just never. But that was like, honestly, though. But that was just before she was even fucking popular really at all that was just kind of in the beginning stages of her like yeah. you know and now granted i just i it's it's very uh what's the word i'm looking for here it's very mellow it's very uh the the music it's just i mean it's via it's violining or whatever <laughs> what is that orchestral? Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's fucking orchestral i guess is the lack of i don't know what the fuck the word is but yeah it's instrumental there you go that's maybe the word she she does singing too right yeah she does a little bit of that now when we went and saw that i don't think that she fucking did i don't think she was really doing a lot of singing i think it was mainly just the violin the violining stuff but 
I, it just got me interested. It just got me thinking about man. Like now, granted, that is literally the only fucking concert I've ever fucking been to. Yikes. Um, and no yeah, well, I, but here's the thing. That was something that before. Granted, you didn't fucking give a shit about it, but I mean, that's something that man, even however long ago. And I and I got to see this girl kind of like I got to see a taste of the Adam life, right? Oh man, I found this, or well, I think fucking one of I think one of our other friends actually found it or found out about her. But it's like, oh, we got to see this before it really became this huge mainstream thing, right? Which now, as we're doing and following these bands, we're we're kind of on that same thing, like, oh man, 10 years from now, they're gonna have fuck it, they're gonna be playing arenas or some shit, right? And it just it just kind of got me thinking, like, damn. Uh, you know, obviously, yeah. Oh, it would have been great back then if we were fucking really serious about doing this shit. And you know, oh man, talk to her or whatever. And and then and then when she's playing arenas or whatever the case is, oh cool, man. Then we get to talk to her again. And it's just I don't know. It's just interesting to see how shit goes and how even in the past when we weren't even fucking cons- this wasn't even a fucking concept. This wasn't even a fucking sperm in the ball sack of our minds. Yeah, and already things were happening in the past that kind of oh man this is like this is something that in the future might be a thing for you you're gonna get to you know you're gonna be talking about music or whatever and like i said it's only fucking concert you you gotta we gotta go to fucking you gotta broaden my horizons obviously because uh fucking i don't know fucking shit yeah about fucking music or concerts but yeah i guess i feel like i could take this in a few interesting oh sure let's let's go with it so (laughs) when i was younger like in my early 20s because mm-hmm. um, i i mean as much as i was listening to music now or even back then yeah I, I would say i'm just as vigilant now as i was back then but i never felt i mean there was music happening yeah like there was you know local bands and shit that were happening in the 2010s up until this point yeah but now that i think about it like none of those bands that i i didn't think there was a whole lot going on here one decade ago right and now it feels like completely there's, different. There's, now it feels like there's great things everywhere they're not just here in southern california but just in general but yeah if, if i am going to speak about southern california it feels like there's great bands in fucking san diego an empire uh oc yeah. orange county los angeles county and even like other parts even oxnard oxnard to me feels like one of those breeding grounds for great music like i've heard different things from oxnard that i didn't expect like i've heard hardcore or metal bands playing or coming out of there yeah i've heard soul music come out of there uh obviously uh los retros maudi like he lives in that area so like he's also he's probably like one of the more notable people (laughs) from that area and this guy named cola boy but you guys made music for at least two years now i don't even know if he's I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that guy. But nonetheless, yeah, yeah. Oxnard itself, to me, is becoming one of those places that is becoming equivalent to fucking like Los Angeles itself, a greater area. Well, Los Angeles greater <coughs> area, and even Orange County. Like, I think you give it a few more years, and you know, more people are just going to be coming from fucking Oxnard that are going to be top acts or something. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll see. But. uh even even I guess a decade ago, where was I gonna go with this? Hmm. I had something else to add about 
shit a decade ago. I mean, dude, yeah, it would have been fucking great if we started 10 years ago just so we can have all these experiences just to, just to have the <coughs> just to have the knowledge of like things that were happening in music. Yeah. Up until this point cuz dude, I, I bet you we could have 10 times as more interesting conversations. Oh, just, fuck yeah. Just from uh knowing everything back then. But here's the thing that I also think about too. I don't oh, want to. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to no, reminisce about Do things it. either. Like, yeah, I, I would. I'm more. I, I like being forward thinking. Yeah, too. me too. Yeah. So I, you bringing up that subject, I'm like, ah, yes, that could have been a thing, but I also don't question like why we're doing this now. Like, no, oh, true. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that either. But I, I'm also. This is to to flip it with the inverse side of that. If we would have been doing this back then and had that, I don't think we would have known what the fuck to do with it. I feel like now it took the experience of us doing whatever we were doing for the last 10 years yeah. to get to the point now where, okay, now we're a little more matured. We're a little more seasoned. We know what we're, we kind of know what, what kind of what to do with this, even though we really know what they're doing. We don't know what the fuck we're doing, but we at least have a better idea mm. to make it better and more entertaining for fucking people. I think. Yeah. And I did have something else to add about yeah. kind of tie, tying what you were talking about in 12 notes. Yeah. 12, yeah. 12 notes thing from the star is born. Right. There, there was a band. Oh, this this is gonna tie all three three things together. We're Fuck talking about yeah. the echo. We're talking about uh being repetitive, like the twelve notes thing from Stars Reborn. Yeah. We're talking about things that happened a decade ago. Yeah, yeah. So this is a band called Fits of the Tantrums. Uh huh. Yeah, I heard of them. Uh, I think when I was like nineteen or twenty, I went to go see them at, at the Echo for uh-huh. their first. I think their first residency ever. They they were just kind of like a. They were a neo soul revival band, and I mean, shit, they blew that place off. I mean, there was probably like fifty to, I don't know what the number was. Let's let's, let's just say somewhere between fifty to hundred people. Yeah, but the times that we went back, the I mean, they were I think they were practically like jam packed, packing the place. But <laughs> from where where they started, which was like their first EP. I think it was called like songs for breakup or something. And then they came out uh-huh. with their first album. Their sound was that soul revival sound. Right. And then they started evolving to pop and doing away, doing away with like the saxophone, which was like a really prominent thing. And uh, I thought they were going to kind of catapult yeah, to some point, like to be global, like a global sensation, but they kind of petered out like in the last couple of years mm-hmm. and their music has just become straight fucking garbage like it doesn't <laughs> have any of the appeal that it had before and i hope i hope i'm not sounding like an asshole and saying that oh their stuff was better before yeah, but yeah. i mean you know when you become part of like the pop genre that your your music doesn't it becomes more impersonal right and it, their music like lost its personality and it it was yeah it, it becomes just, pasteurized homogenized fucking you know appeals to the lowest common denominator yeah that's kind of what that stuff does so so now i mean shit they're just it's just not what it used to be i'm like oh man i used to love this man now 10 years later i'm just like this is this is straight garbage dude what the fuck happened like you guys used to be so interesting and um yeah dude and and it just kind of sad because that's a band that kind of could put Sure, they got everything they wanted out of the career. I'm sure they got some nice the money and everything, yeah. but they really have capitulated, and they are like a relic of 
2010s like 2010s it's over like it's now that they're trying to evolve their sound it's like no it doesn't work because you were never that to begin with or whatever you want to call it but right. uh i don't know just i guess if you're ever a band dude just don't fucking don't don't <laughs> challenge yourself you know like i mean yeah try to try to go beyond your limits and don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks yeah exactly but uh i don't know man i, I miss that band and just we'll, we'll see how we talk about some of the shit that that we're listening to now Let's like, see. like I mean, as I a be- time because it's a time capsule, yeah. right like are we right <laughs> are we right about i mean dude if we're talking about acts that i think will stand the test of time because i hope i hope that's what we're doing i hope yeah i hope we're looking at artists that are doing their thing and and really trying to chat i i feel that genesis Owusu, oh dude with, yeah with, without a doubt is one of those artists that people will talk about for for uh you know years to come just because uh we haven't really seen anything like him before and maybe there won't be anything like him afterwards because his brand of whatever you want to call it like alternative rap or alternative hip-hop i don't think i've ever seen anything like it and the way he presents the project is just uh it's fucking dope and uh, it is sweet and you know i i don't know i don't know what the i don't know what the word is that you can call it for but i don't know what the likelihood of longevity is uh-huh. for having to constantly because i mean both of those albums in my opinion push the fucking envelope completely and yeah. i don't know how many times i don't know if there's a limit to the number of times you can continually do that yeah yeah because you're gonna eventually have some misses you're eventually gonna have you know i feel like statistically that's you're never gonna bat a thousand you're gonna have diminishing returns over the course of your career right and so it just would be very interesting to see of the people or of the bands and the acts that we're seeing now that we're talking about right now. Yeah. We're on the, ble- because of you, we are on the bleeding edge of fucking of music in really the world. To, to be honest, not just in Southern California, but worldwide with yeah. Jocko a great example of that. Um, you know, so I think it would be very interesting to see. Yeah. 10 years from now, where are they at? What are they doing? Did they go? Did, did Jocko make it? to the mainstream or did she peter out fucking somewhere <laughs> on the independent circuit Dude, and fucking... I, feel like, I mean we already kind of talked about it but right i've been thinking about this and this isn't me this isn't me retaliating or being mean or anything but i i've given it a lot of thought man and now i'm kind of concerned that she's 17 years old it's like I said, this is something that we talked about but yeah a, a teen sensation in my opinion. Right, yeah. And there's still so much to go, right? She's like 16 or 17 at this yeah. point. And she has her whole life ahead of her, but she's also very fucking young. And I, I and there hasn't been a case where good things have happened with teenage yeah. stars. Well, look, and not to say that there isn't the possibility of good things to happen with them, but the unfortunate overwhelming majority is that it generally goes bad. And as, I mean, listen, I, I've fucking see her shit on instagram and everything i mean she's in paris she's in fucking traveling the world which is fucking awesome for someone that young but what does that say how does that set you up for the rest of your life you know what i'm saying like well, i don't yeah, know here's the other part that was kind of interesting uh-huh. uh so there's this there's this you uh not youtube channel <coughs> there's this instagram account called eat predators okay and it was started by this woman 
and she is talking about her experiences. I think <coughs> I think she was diddled at Nickelodeon or something. But now this while is, working at Nickelodeon as a yeah, child star. I, I think so. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. But this has now evolved to people in music where okay. where well actually no. I might be mistaking her for somebody else, but this girl was sexually assaulted by an artist named Rye, R-H-Y-E. And since that point, she's been trying to get like justice for herself. Uh-huh. But now people, other people have come out and talked about, you know, music executives or even right, other yeah. artists that have done, they've been the victim of like sexual assault, assault yeah, or yeah. rape or whatever. And I found there was one instance, I think there was a post that was from Epic Records. Mm-hmm. So that's the record label that, yeah, that uh, Jocko Teen is part of. So I'm like, oh, shit. That's not good. I mean, I don't know if there's just a ramp. I don't want to say there's a rampant problem within their own employees, but if it exists, if somebody's mentioned it before, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, now now I'm a little concerned. Like if Jocko Teen signed to rec- that record label, who's to say that there's some there's some music executive hey Hey, some weird you, shit doesn't go on behind the scenes, yeah, you know? Like, hey, you know, you can get a little bit further ahead if you uh Yeah, if you do A, B, and Z. You, you do me a favor. Yeah. And favor right. B, yeah. I mean you can kind of imagine what where I'm going with that. But <laughs> um that that's the thing I'm concerned with. Ten years down the road, will Jocko Team be okay at, by herself? Like yeah. as an adult. Will she will she <laughs> will she be the victim of some music executive and that'll be like a fucking headline? That's that's what I'm thinking about now. So man, I, I sure hope not because yeah. fuck that's that's just unfortunate that and it's fucking unfortunate that we have to even fucking talk about this because it's it's a fucking real thing. It's not I'm, just I'm I'm not just making I'm not making this up to to uh to just to get make clicks this a, or some shit to, to just make this a topic or no. whatever. Like if that was my little sister or if, yeah, if that was my fucking kid. I, I'm not even sure if I would ever have a kid that would want to play music. If they do, they're going to do it all themselves. There's nobody's going to be involved. Yeah. Or if it if somebody's going to be involved, it's got to be like somebody you trust wholeheartedly. Yeah. But it's a record label, dude. They're they're not. No. It's yeah. all business, man. Like, and maybe a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So we'll see. Uh, I think. Okay. They're actually. I think. Would you be interested in turning this into like a new segment? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Okay, yeah, so there's this guy. His name is George Clinton. Okay, it's kind of an interesting cat. All right. The way I would summarize him, I've, I've thought about this for a minute. Uh, <laughs> You've thought about the uh, fucking general description of this fella. Is it? <laughs> yes, that? because he's he's like a very easygoing fella, right? Okay. He's very. Uh, my my description of him is. If you've ever met a stoner kid in your school, the one that got along with all the teachers and got along with all the students, and the only reason he graduated was because everybody liked him. That is George Clanton, dude. Like, I I love the guy, like his music and everything, but he's just like this really mellow. I don't I don't actually know if he smokes weed or not, if uh or whatever. But he's just his ambience, his aura when he performs is just like you could become instant friends with him right okay the music itself is kind of interesting so i kind of wanted to maybe take a break uh so we can listen to maybe a few tracks from george clanton just oh, to, yeah, just to hear yeah, what right. your thoughts are 
because this guy makes his own brand of music. And while he is not somebody that is, <laughs> while he's not somebody that is like a international sensation, yeah. like The Weeknd or something like that, right, right. I think people are going to talk about him for his own, like his own true original music. Right. Okay. So what I'd like to do is just take a break for a second and we'll listen to a few tracks from George Clanton. Some of my favorite tracks. Uh, <coughs> and then we'll get back to you people shortly afterwards. And then you could tell me what your experience with uh, George, <coughs> George. Clanton All right. Is. So how do you spell it? George, what is it? C L or is it K L? How do you spell it? C L A N T O N. You think he's on iTunes? George Clanton. He should be. All right. Uh, let's see. So we're just going to listen to his first, I think his first album called 100% Electronica. There's probably two or three. Actually, we might get one from Slide. We'll listen to a couple. 200% Electronica? No, no. 100%. Oh, shit. Is that the sequel? 200%? Oh, that's fucking genius. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, I guess let's this one. Yes. All right. So how many tracks do you want to listen to? <sighs> uh maybe we'll listen to warm spot and also this other song called uh makes the babies want to cry and then we'll listen to another one called um oh wait this is not the original this is the fucking bonus track version hold on let me uh warm spot and and warm spot makes the babies want to cry yeah and then there's one on slide that we'll check out all right so Uh, so we'll listen to one at a time, or do you want to just do all three of them and then we'll come back and just talk about them? Uh, do you want to do it one at a time? That way, we like we can. If nobody has listened to George Clanton before, yeah, they could listen along. I yeah, guess. Yeah. So then it'll it'll kind of yeah, yeah. like the album review a little, a little bit, bit, but yeah. we'll just do yeah. Well, we're like when we introduce each other to new music. Those yeah, times. yeah, yeah. It'll be like that. Okay. All okay, right. So, so we'll start off with Warm Spot. If you haven't listened to it before, this is the cue to pause the podcast and then, or rather, pause the episode. And then listen to Warm Spot from George Clan. Yeah, and if you've got the old uh, iTunes, if you're a if you're a fellow Apple aficionado and you join the right team, you can go on the iTunes. Yeah, I'm not can... even going to give you a description of the music itself because right. you'll, you'll you'll. I know nothing yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Okay, so this is George Clanton off of his album 100% Electronica. This is Warm Spot. We're going to listen to. Here we go. <coughs> All right. So yeah, we're still okay. So that was uh, Warm Spot by George Clanton. You know, that was pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. I have to say, you know, and, and one of the things that I guess now I can t- I can kind of talk about as as also a recording artist as yes. well. Millennial Frog. Th- this is what I imagine Millennial Frog would be with words. Like, yes, dude. Okay. <laughs> this is actually the I've been wanting to bring this up to you at some point, yeah, but I okay. didn't know where this would fucking where this would fit in the show yeah but since we we just kind of did it haphazardly i thought okay hearing like hearing what you do i mean you're not you don't have a ton of experience you're just kind of like i'm an idiot yeah but i thought if there was a template to follow it would be this george yeah like it'd be george clinton and to kind of give like a brief description about him uh so this shit came out like in the early 2010s right okay and I heard it when it first came out, like 100% Electronica. I think it came out like 2015 or 2014. I can't remember. Um, I wasn't ready for it. Like when I was 25, or I'm like, yeah. I don't understand this. And then I think somewhere around 2019 or 2020, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I just kind of fell in love with it. It took me five years to figure out, you know, for me to enjoy his music. Right, because yeah. It's just, 
it's very fucking weird. Like it's va- <laughs> it's vaporwave music with like rap and well, singing. It, yeah, it's got all that mixed in together, and it, it's. I don't know if there's anything like this dude. And sure, he's not somebody that is going to be a weekend or whatever, but he's just so original that I think people, when they look back, like when you look back on those artists that everybody, like one artist that everybody is uh, kind of invested in now because of this artist named Diva Doobie. Okay. Um, She's kind of like this alternative rock girl or whatever. She credits Pavement as one of the bands that, has been inspiring to her, right? Uh-huh. Maybe the band at the time wasn't all that popular, but George Clanton, I feel like, is something similar to that vein where he had, you know, he's doing all right for himself. Right, he's doing yeah. great. Like, he has his own record label. He, he yeah. plays shows all the time and stuff. But like I said, he's not The weekend. But I think people will look back and say, you know, if the next generation of artists are like, oh, man, True. George fucking Clanton, that was the yeah, fucking dude that was, that dude was that doing did, something yeah. that nobody else was doing. All right. Innovators. Yeah, yeah. And, but for, for you... For you, when you made music, I thought, okay, if Josh gets any better at music, that it'll be something akin to what George Clinton does. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that's, I think that's kind of <coughs> like I said. The when I, the second this started, that's the first fucking thing that I was like, because like I was like, oh, this sounds fucking. This is like this could be a millennial frog song. And then I was like, okay. And then when you started singing, I was like, this is what it sounds like with words. Fuck, man. This is the this is the is the inspiration now. Granted, I, I'm not a vocalist, but my wife is. So hey, maybe who knows? Maybe yeah. maybe, maybe millennial frogette comes in into play <laughs> here. Frog. It's like Miss Pac. <laughs> It'll be like Miss Pac-Man and, and Pac-Man. Mr. Pac- yeah, Pac-Man. So okay, uh, to, on the thing of you saying you know about you know innovation and pushing the envelope, right? Okay. As I'm also listening to this, I got a fucking I got a fucking idea in my head mm. about who would be fucking amazing. To see George Clanton mm. fucking team up with to maybe do an album. Ooh. Fucking Genesis Owusu, man. Like, if the two of them got together, like, if they made a stable, mm. uh, it's talking about stables, yeah. okay? Or a tag team, if you will. Yeah. That'd be fucking sweet as shit. And now, granted, I don't, you know, I don't know either of those guys, but I don't know if either of them know each other or know of each other even. Who knows? Mm. Maybe they don't. But that would be fucking sweet if you if you could get the innovative aspects of both of those guys. Mm-hmm. And now, granted, just come out with something completely fucking totally weird. fucking <laughs> un never heard of before. Yeah, that would be fucking just I, shit. If you if we could just get those two guys in a room to talk to each other, mm. hell, if they don't even end up collaborating, fine. But. Just the ideas that you could see bounce off of each other yeah. that could maybe influence each other to go do something even more fucking ridiculous yeah. or envelope pushing. Uh, not even not, not ridiculous in a negative connotation, but just right? Like, no, but in a gr- just, in a good way, just out there. Yeah, and fuck, man, but that would be sweet as shit, man, to see fucking Genesis Wusu and fucking this guy team up, man. Yeah. That'd be cool as shit. I think you're gonna like <clears throat> this next song because yeah. I would say probably maybe this is his most popular song. Uh, there is a star next to it on this so that means it's like it's a very popular <laughs> you know what's funny so i was listening to this song and oh um it's kind of got the same beats you'll you'll hear it but yeah if you put if you put this song with check yourself from ice cube oh, okay they would actually go really well together you'll, like you'll, if, you'll, like yeah. if it was a mashup if somebody did a mashup of this song and... well not even a mashup just played sequentially oh like, okay yeah if, like you heard them back to back like oh this kind of goes nice together 
Yeah. All right. All yeah. Right, so right. you, uh, you know you, what? We're gonna do that. We're gonna play this, and uh, then we're gonna play Check Yourself also. Yeah, yeah. So do do that. We're yeah. gonna play. Uh, it makes the babies want to cry, and then right after we're gonna play. We're not even gonna come back. We're gonna play Check Yourself. Yeah. And then we'll we'll fucking reconvene. We'll, yeah, we'll reconvene. All right. So here we go. Okay. All right. Now it's going. All right, that was uh, George Clinton. It makes the babies want to cry, and also uh, check yourself by Ice Cube. Yeah, and man, that was fucking. That was a good song. It makes babies want to cry. I enjoyed it, and you're right. It does have a similar, or it's a complimentary. I don't know if it's similar, but it's complimentary. Complimentary, yeah. Beat pattern to check yourself. Like yeah. it, it, it goes well. You could do like one of those DJ fucking yeah, you could re- yeah. things to it, and like it would have, it would like, fucking work. Like have George Clinton's where yeah, or, or, it yeah. goes or or the vice versa. Yeah, you could do that. That'd be fucking kind of cool. Maybe we should, maybe I should try that and see if I can <laughs> see if I can make that happen. Um, yeah. So th- this <clears throat> is probably his most popular song, I imagine. But uh, so now we're gonna get swerved because uh, slide is like a little bit different from from this album. Okay. But uh, or at least one of the tracks is uh, so. <coughs> shit, let me look up the track that I wanted to show you because this one's radically different from the ones that we've heard. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Radically. Sorry, we got we got a little bit of radio silence. For some no, it's yeah. fine. And then also, just while you're while you're sitting here listening, Adam yeah. Adam came across another interesting thing that we'll talk about after this. Yes. Uh, okay, it's Living Loose. Living Loose. So we'll, we'll talk about it after this After song. Living Loose. Yeah, all right. So this will be Living Loose, George Clan. George Clan. <clears throat> all right, that was... Living Loose, George Clan, And yeah, that, that one definitely was drastically different from the previous two. Not in a bad way, though. I mean, yeah. it was still still enjoyable and good. It's just, you know, yeah. different. Yeah, that guy is... Uh, I, th- I think when an artist makes music uh-huh. that they eventually care what people <clears throat> think. I'm sure they care about what people yeah. think in general, but this guy is so himself... Like he can't help but make original music, and I right. feel like that'll be the case for all time. That he just, whenever he puts things out, he'll always be himself, and that's not the case for every artist. Like true, you know, once you reach a certain point, you're like, oh man, do I do I have it in me to make something that's good, or like, what should I make things that people like, or should I make what I like? You yeah, know, those are the questions you ask yourself. And for George Clan, I don't even think he that even phases him. He just like just grind head just put, down. Put, 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 Put shit out and see what happens. And he just keeps on fucking keeping on. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think part of the, again, part of the reason why I was showing you him because yeah, I wanted to see what you think about his music. And also, <laughs> if I had to, for you, <laughs> if I had uh, a lane to pick for you, like this is, I think, where you would end up. Because George Clanton <laughs> is very much like the Eric Bischoff thing. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I know this guy's not a great vocalist, but he masks the weaknesses away and he highlights what he does well. Right. You hide the weakness, accentuate the positive. Yeah. yeah. He, I love how I butchered that. I made the members mark version of that. It's all right. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> so this guy obviously knows how to make cool beats, music that feels ethereal and weird. Yeah. Um, and he has like these drowned out vocals and stuff, but he doesn't exceed that because he knows he can't hit like really high notes right but 
he adds cool effects to his vocals to make it interesting. Yeah. But it, it, it all just kind of works together. It's kind of like a soup. It just all these yeah, things yeah. really kind of tie together. <laughs> um, so that's that's where I see you, you end up refining Millennial Frog more that that's what oh, you uh, yeah. yeah so so well this this probably could be its own fucking episode in, in and <laughs> of itself to be honest yes, with you we're about, gonna do a, a millennial frog uh interview yeah and i will say though that th- i was wonder i was kind of thinking about okay where am i gonna go after the second album yeah. that i'm currently f- finishing <coughs> up and I, the next logical choice for me was music or not music uh vocals including vocals now whether it's me doing it or whether i have katie doing some or what you know multi maybe i have everybody fucking just do stuff who cares and see what happens and just put weird fucking filters on them and and just see what it could go yeah but yeah that's the net that was the next so i do think it's gonna come out something like you said the blueprint is this yeah it'll hopefully it'll be be different enough yeah but this is like the baseline of okay this is kind of what i should be trying to (laughs) yes emulate i guess yes um with my own, you know, flair on it, I suppose. So. All right. So um, that more or less wraps up the segment for some music that we hopefully introduce you to. Or if you haven't, uh, or if you've listened to George Clanton. Yeah. Uh, this is just kind of a refresher, re- a reintroduction. Yeah. <coughs> so I came across some. Yes. Interesting information. Interesting information. So not indeed. only. Okay. Well, I don't know. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the Oracle. The Oracle speaks. Oh, hi. Here he comes. Yes. Here he comes. Everyone, turn off your fucking mouths and open your ear holes. And open your third eye. The third eye has opened into the next dimension. The Oracle will be speaking fucking truths and facts. Here we go. Okay. Something specials. Yeah. I reached out to them. Okay. Not knowing if they would or right, not. Right, correct. But they reached back to me. Oh, they, they responded. Yes. Wait a minute. You said earlier in the episode they hadn't responded. So during this episode of it recording, happened. they it, have responded. Yes. Holy shit. And yes. what, what, pray tell? Oh. Oh, good Lord. Could oh, they have said? One. <laughs> oh, great one. You have, you have blessed me once more. And the <laughs> great one is The Rock. Um, of course. So I will read it as. As is. As, as written. Is. All right. hey it's me taylor the lead vocalist thanks so much for reaching out i actually know hallie from lady apple tree which is the artist oh yeah i was just talking about how coincidental how coincidental what a fucking coinky dink as they say and something that i wrote in the message this long-winded message that i wrote i said hey you are fucking great i don't know too many like local folk rock uh, soft rock bands yeah but of the artists that I know, Lady Appletree is somebody that you need to reach out to. So it's just very funny that she already yeah, knows. She her. already knows her. So uh, I actually know Hallie, Lady Appletree. That's sweet. I would love to share a bill with her one day soon. Just moved out here in February. Hopefully get some more shows going. The rest of the band lives in New York, but hopefully we can figure out shows for the future. So thanks. So she's the one, the lead, she's the lead vocalist. You said, right. So she yeah. lives out here and everybody mm-hmm. else lives in New York. Maybe, yeah. maybe they're all, maybe they're all coming out here our way. Perhaps. Yeah. But nonetheless, nonetheless, the, 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 the more interesting information was that she knew this artist and my intuition, my fucking right. intuition. Is that fucking weird or what? That's pretty weird. Yeah. But let's take that weirdness. Yeah. And let's do something. Let's, let's, let's turn it into a, <laughs> into a benefit. Okay. All right. 
So what if, what if, not that, as unlikely as it may be, what if eventually mm. we put on a Game Rage fucking whatever show, mm. we get the something specials, mm. and maybe also Lady Appletree, mm. and then maybe Munya and fucking whatever that thing oh is. Oh my God, I, I told him that, but here, okay. When I told him that, what I told, okay, when I told Munya and yeah, and Trent, I said, "Hey, dude, I want to do shoot shows with yeah. you." And like, "Oh yeah, well, definitely 20. I mean, they kind of left it open. You sure open ended, yeah. like open ended, sure. like what they actually said. They're not like, going to commit, obviously. Yeah, they're not going to commit. Yeah. Understandable. Which, which makes a lot more sense in retrospect why they did this because they were already. When I said I want to be the person that puts you guys together because right. you guys have never actually met, I want to be the person that does that because. I care like I yeah I want to see you guys together performing that was six months ago so when I asked them shortly after the show like you know maybe a week after I posted the interview or whatever whenever I posted the interview uh, I reached out to Munya and said hey like I want to make this happen I want to have you both now knowing that they probably had this the show that I just went to in in their pocket yeah probably six months in advance so they were kind of like no they politely said no or left it open ended because they already had. They something. were already doing it. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know. Maybe, maybe, you know, if we're, if we entrench ourselves further with, you know, Trent and like we get to know True. him a little bit better, yeah. maybe we can make it happen. I don't know how that will. Again, what, regardless of the likelihood, yeah. great things don't happen <coughs> when great fucking dreams don't take place. You're right. All right. So. You gotta you gotta dream big to go big. Yeah. So although the unlikelihood of it happening may be great, fuck it. It's it's worth talking this, about. This is weird, man. Putting sh- putting uh, oh, man, I don't know, man. This is this is really strange. Um because we've talked about this is gonna turn to like BFN-esque segment. <laughs> but we're talking about like affirmations and yeah, shit. Man. Like why why did this fucking happen right while now? we're doing this? Yes. And yes, I'm not I'm not joking. This in fact actually happened. Yeah, right in, as in we're the midst here, of yeah, us doing this, this episode and she said, "Oh yes, I know this person that you're talking about that seemingly have no reason to know each other, yeah. but they do." Yeah. So, I, I don't know, man. That's how good my oracle. Yes, oracle. Oracle yeah. fucking Adam. Yeah. So, shit, I, I ain't got nothing else to add. This Jesus, is... I don't even think we need to do anything else. I mean, we might be able to retire right here just off of that. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to, but damn, yeah, that that's, fuck, that's awesome. That's yeah. good. Good shit. I thought, I'm like, okay, I would love to get 130, but we got 126, which is. Oh, 120, don't worry, it's going to, uh, wait, what's 126 and what? Oh, it's almost 127. I can talk <laughs> for three more minutes and fucking uh, talk about our social medias and the other podcasts that people could go and support. All right, you in, know? The, in the midst of you doing that, I'll see if I can stretch that out. Uh, I'll think of another like quick tidbit to okay. I actually do oh, have here something. we go. All right, okay, all right. So this is two weeks from now, but if you are looking to attend a show, uh, I just found out uh, through a post that two bands that I really enjoy uh, happen to be on the same bill together, and that's this band called Bubble Tea and Cigarettes. Uh, they've been around since 2020. Been following the music pretty much since the first single, but it just so happened to be that one of the bands I really enjoy that's around here locally is a band called chin chin so these two bands are going to be playing at uh this place called the el cid on sunset boulevard and it's a small like intimate venue i don't think it can hold more than 100 people but nonetheless 
both these bands are fucking great. And if you're looking for something to do on December 14th, I don't know what day that falls on. Uh, shit. Well, nonetheless, yeah, that's yeah. That, that's the day. Uh, so I highly recommend you check out both these bands because they're both fucking awesome. It's on December 14th. It's at a small, intimate venue. And I'm sure people were gonna, are going to talk about it for years to come if you don't miss the opportunity to experience this great music while you can. And also, think about this. If you get in early on bands, you don't have to pay more later down the road with a band like Blink-182 where you're paying fucking $100. You get in early and you start seeing them like as soon as they happen. Yeah. like because you, you already if, seen it. If you know what's good, you go see it as it happens. Yeah. Don't wait fucking 30 years or 15 years. And or then have to pay fucking quadruple. Quadrupled amount. Yeah. And you could say you're better than everybody else because you knew them back then. That's true. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. You get that added bonus fucking bragging rights. Yeah. Um And... <clears throat> So once again, Chin Chin, Bubble Tea, and Cigarettes. I just want to say, okay, Bubble Tea and Cigarettes. Yeah. Great fucking name. Okay, fucking their first song. Man. So I I don't know if they do this as a ruse. Uh-huh. Like they think it's funny. <laughs> but their first song, their, their first song, I think, is called 5 a.m. Empanada with you. Like fucking random title, right? Yeah, like I, I don't good. I don't know what the deal with that is, but their songs are very sweet and and uh mellow and shit. But their title, like the band itself, the title is just funny. Like it's yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking it's cute. hilarious. It's cute, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, that's that does it for me. Um, fucking okay. One one other. I wanted. I don't know if I sold you this band name that that I that I got in my head for something or or this name. I don't know what we could use it for. Okay. But uh, the this dude that I that I know he t- he turned me on to this term, which it's funny. I mean, it's not funny the reason how he figured out or how he came across this term. Okay. But it's in like this form when you have somebody like when you try to get somebody committed, there's like this checklist like to like a mental institution. There's like a checklist of like questions and things you ask. Right. (laughs) All right. Yeah. And so it through through this through the story, his his the current person that he is going through legal proceedings with had threatened to uh, do this form on him or whatever. And so he he was like, what the fuck is this form? And so he Googled it. And so he was looking at all the things mm-hmm. on there. And one of the things on there, which I was like, dude, that's a fucking great band name. Poverty of content. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's a term that's on there that if you check that box, you get like a point. And then if you get a certain number of points, then, then you can be legally committed to the whatever. Poverty of content. That's like system of a down. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's fucking great. It's, it, it is literally the poverty version of, of system of a down. Yeah. It's members mark system of down poverty of content. Poverty like, of content, dude. <laughs> that is good. That'd be great. Like, you know when you see metal bands with like the uh the flared out text. Oh like it's, yeah, it's, man. It looks like blood right. streaming. And or if whatever. you had that poverty of poverty content, of content, I'm gonna yeah. make a fucking design with that just yeah. to fucking see what it looks like because yeah. that'd be fucking or even hilarious. like Metallica, like oh, like that that yeah. thing. Poverty yeah. of content. That's- yeah. <laughs> so we got to use that for fucking something Dude, i don't that is so good oh my i don't God. know what we could use it yeah. for because uh, yeah it would go great as a band name or, or as a metal band poverty of content fuck maybe that's maybe maybe we name that the first, game rage presents poverty of content poverty the show of content, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's just fucking stacked with content yeah it's also ironic yeah and hilarious dude that is so good it is fucking it is good man so we gotta we gotta table it don't don't yeah don't don't let that go no no that's 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 ingrained in my brain brain forever i can never forget that yeah as i doubt anyone else who heard this will ever forget it but anyways that has capitulated this episode absolutely i I think this one 
I think it was a good one. This know, was one I, of our best episodes yeah. by far, 100%. Yeah, hopefully. In hopefully. my opinion. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully you all agree. And, you know, I would just like to take this opportunity to shout out anybody who, even though we've only been around for a few months for you to listen, you know, if we made your top five Spotify playlist, you know, hey, fucking thank you. We appreciate you. We know, we know, we know about you. We see you. Yes. We see you. Um, so anyways, obligatory shout out Belgium. True. That was next Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking a Belgians. Got got to got to jerk them off a bit. Oh, just a tad. It's almost done. You guys, as a matter of fact, I've only got four more minutes left okay. before I can eat me. I can, and I might go upstairs while you wait for us yeah. to record the next episode to jerk yeah, off. So, because so Belgium and Josh over here could climax at the same, at the time. same fucking time. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyways, thank you all for listening. And if you could be so kind as to, you know, follow us on one of our things. And really, I mean, fuck, I, no, nobody does it, but I just feel like I have to say it, you know, in, Instagram and Twitter, just view the shit. I appreciate that. At least I can see that you people are watching it and yes. viewing it. You're listening to the episodes. You're viewing the bullshit we're putting on. Well, the, the clips and stuff we're putting online and, you know, soon, hopefully we'll be doing some more video type content as well for, for people. So yeah, stay tuned for that. But anyways, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, Game Rage Magazine, and follow us on Twitter slash X. And all gas, no trash, official on I, I was IG. getting there. Yeah. yeah. All, all gas, no trash, official on the Instagram as well if you want to follow Adam and see all his breaking news and his memes and his great, excellent things. And uh, yeah, so <clears throat> keep that going. And we, you know, we thank you guys for listening and we will catch you on the next one. That was the Game Rage Music Show. Thanks for listening.